Thanks for joining us here at Temple Baptist Church in Centralia, Illinois, where we are a community of people who are not perfect and don't pretend to be. If you would like to see other resources or learn more about our ministry, check out www.tbccentralia.com. Our hope and prayer is that through the following message, you are encouraged, blessed, and inspired to meet the Lord in a powerful way. Happy Mother's Day to all of you lucky mothers, and uh, uh, kind of as uh, Gary said, he lost his mother this not not too terribly long ago. This younger than me might remember Jane Jetson, where she had the robot that had done all the housework for. Her. Yeah, well, we're getting there. We're we're really getting there, but it's not all happy sometimes life in itself we go through times where life is hard even if you have a good mother and a good father sometimes life gets hard 20 years ago I was going through cancer and I think I've told you all the story about that but there is a magnet on my refrigerator that my mother made she'd done this I don't know, it wasn't a cross stitch, but, you know, she had these little plastic things that she put that, I don't know, what do you call that, Tony? Huh? Yeah, that stuff that she's talking about. <laughs> but mom made me one whenever I was going through cancer. It says, nothing this day, nothing will happen this day that God and I can't handle. And it's still in my refrigerator. I've been there for 20 years, and, and uh, unless it rots down, it's going to remain there until I die. But that told me that my mother was praying for me. Now, my mom was a, was a and I'm not going to preach on my mom so much because I think I had the best mom in the world, and you all just kind of done okay. <laughs> and you all think that your mother was the best. And... My mother prayed for me whenever I was a young, young boy, and I give my heart to the Lord about whenever I was about 10 years old, and, and uh, I didn't always follow him. She prayed for me every day. She prayed for me when I wasn't following the Lord, and she prayed for me when I give my, turned my life back over to him and started following him the very best that I could. She prayed for me every day whenever I was going through sicknesses. She prayed for me every day when uh, my married life was was all apart, and she prayed for me after Kay and I got married and, and blessed us with a wonderful marriage. But my mom prayed for me day in and day out. And kind of goes along with the song that, that uh, uh, Kevin and Kathy sang. I would love to hear my mother pray again. Wouldn't you? If you have your mother here and she's a praying woman, you had the very best gift and the very best start in life that you could possibly have. But life is not always about the good times. And, and if you have your Bibles, turn, turn, turn to the book of, of 1 Kings uh, 17. And we're going to start in verses 8 and uh, go through 24. <coughs> and this woman, even though she's not named, had ups and downs in her life. She had times where she was ecstatically happy. She had times when, when nothing was going right. And she had times whenever it looked so bleak that she didn't know if she was going to live the very next day. 
The Bible tells us in, in uh, uh, 17 and 8, and this is the story of uh, Elijah and the widow. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise and go to uh, Zarephath, and, uh, which belongs to uh, Sidon, and, and dwell there. And see, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now, I want you to know her life was up at one time. It was really, really up. She was a widow, but that means that she was married. Amen? That means that sometimes uh, uh, in her life there was a wedding ceremony, and that is always good. Amen? Well, I can tell the guys didn't say amen very loud. <laughs> Reminds me of a joke, and remind me, I'll tell you later. <laughs> there was a joyful time in her life where she was married. She was up on this mountain in life. And it said that she had a son. So that's another joyous occasion whenever a child is born. When God gives new life, it's something that, that uh, can be celebrated. So we know these two things about her, that in, the very be in, the, in her early uh, life, she had a couple of really, really up moments, and she was really, really happy because she had a wedding and she had a child. And we know that uh, those two things will, will bring joy, especially to the lady. Whenever I do a wedding... I'm getting ready to do one here before too long. I always tell the bride, I said, today is your day. You are the boss. Some ladies forget that it was just that one day. <laughs> I always say in my family, I'm the head of our family. But she's the neck that turns the head. But it's a great time. And she was on cloud nine for a while. And us as Christians, we go through times where we are on cloud nine with Jesus. Amen? When things are going real well and, and things, things are, are happening at church and, and the church is growing and we're growing. Amen? And I'm so glad for that. And, and uh, it's not what Ray's doing, but it's what God's doing. And, but he is blessing me through what he is doing. And before long, I feel like I'm up on the mountain. But what I found that whenever you're up on the mountain, there's only one other way to go. And that's back down. That's back down. Now, something happened in this lady's life that brought her down. Let me go on with the story just a little bit. So he arose, verse 10, so he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. Not a bad request. Amen. Jesus made the same request to the lady at Samaria, right? Said, hey, how about a, just a little bit of drink of water? You know, we can't last, this human body can't last very long without water. We can go without food. We don't like to. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> but we cannot go without water. We have to have that, we have to have that, that, uh, that water to sustain this body. And we all get thirsty. It seems like we always get thirsty, <laughs> as the old saying, when the well goes dry. Things we really want. My wife, bless her heart, she's got this big bowl that keeps, she keeps on the counter full of snacks. 
Y'all got one. It's got those little Debbie oatmeal pies in it. Oh, I love them. And I keep telling myself they're healthy because they're oatmeal. <laughs> and every time I go by, if I'm not careful, I grab one of them, open it up, and I eat it. And that's the reason I have this girlish figure that I have. And I tell her, I said, you know, we really need to quit this because I'd kind of like to lose a little weight and I'd be a lot more healthy. And she says, okay. She said, I won't buy anymore. So that bowl's empty about one day, and I say, don't we have anything in this house to eat? <laughs> we miss things when they're not available to us. And Elijah didn't have any water, and he wanted to drink. He, that's all he asked for. But being the man that he is, <laughs> verse 11 says, And as she was going to get it, he called out to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. When you get me something to drink, how about get me something to eat? Here's where life was down for this widow. And there's one word I want you to pay particular attention to. In verse 12. And I've checked it out in every translation of the Bible I have. And this word is in this verse. This particular word. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, uh, and see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Now, the one word I want you to look at in this particular verse, it said, so she said, as the Lord your God. She didn't say the Lord our God. She said the Lord your God. And I thought that was strange as I was reading it. I thought, why didn't she say the Lord our God? That tells me that she didn't believe in God. She was not a believer. And I thought, that, that's strange. Why would she say, your God, as the Lord your God lives, if she believed in God herself? But she didn't. She said, the Lord your God. And even though she had went through Great times of joy. Believe it or not, the lost world has times of joy in their life. Amen? A wedding for someone who doesn't know Christ as their Savior is still a joyous time. A birth of a child, more than likely, is still a joyous time. And this particular widow, in, in my belief, and this is Barnesology, so I can't prove it and, and get, get used to that term. <laughs> this is Barnesology. I can't prove it. But I, I, can, I can look in there, and, and, and when she says, your God, she didn't claim God for herself. And, and I want you to pay attention and remember this, that if she was an unbeliever, something great was really going to happen later. So hang on to that. As the Lord your God lives. She said, I only have a handful of meal and a little bit of oil. And I'm getting sticks so I can start a fire and bake a cake 
for me and my son, and then we're going to die because we don't have anything else. Here in our country, we are so blessed because even when we think we don't have anything, we still have a lot. We still have somewhere to go to call home. We still have someone that we can call our friend, our children, our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are so blessed in this country. Even when things are down, we're still up. I don't know whether I've told you or not. I know I told a couple of you. I've made about three trips to Honduras on a mission uh, a mission uh, team, and, and uh, we were constructing an orphanage in, in Honduras. And, and we took a walk one day, the, the very first year that I was there, and we had been working laying blocks and, and uh, sweating. And, and we went in, in February, which is down there summertime, <laughs> 100 degrees plus. But they took us to a, a little village just about a quarter of a mile from the compound that we were working at. And as we were walking down this dirt road, if you want to call it a road, a dirt path, we walked by huts made of mud. With, for windows, they had openings. They had made themselves an oven out of clay inside this hut. 100 degrees. And as we walked by, this lady was sweeping out her dirt floor out of her wooden out of her mud hut and she was also cooking tortillas inside this clay hut 100 degree 100 degree weather are we blessed are we yes we are life is up life is up now, for this widow who thought she had come to the end, of the end of the rope, her life was down. She was back down. She, she had nowhere, nowhere else to go. She had no more food. She had no more water. She had no more uh, oil. And, and here comes this guy and says, would you make me a cake before, before you bake one for yourself and for your son? And he said, if you do that, what, what's going to happen is you're going to have more meal and more oil for everything, and it will last you until this drought is over, until, this, until God sends the rain again and the crops begin to come back. He said, it's going to last you. Now, he's asking a non-believer to believe in, the God, in what God has said. He's asking a non-believer... If, Ray, if Barnesology is correct, he's asking a non-believer to trust in God that he will take care of her. Now, I don't know about the rest of you, but if I didn't believe in God once in a while, I would have trouble believing some of these things <laughs> that God does. If I didn't believe in God, I would have trouble believing he could feed 5,000 with just a couple of loaves and a few fish. 
I would have trouble believing that he could part the Red Sea and people walk through on dry ground. I would have trouble believing that in that same spot that he closed the water in on Pharaoh's armies. I would have, belie- I would have trouble believing that God created man if I didn't believe in him. And Elijah asked this widow, trust in God. You see, we need to trust in God for everything in our lives. The story goes on, and and Elijah says in verse 13, he says, Do not fear, and go, and do as I have said, and make a small cake from it first, and bring it to me, and afterwards make some for yourself and for your son. And thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, and shall shall not the jar of oil run dry, until the day of the Lord sends the rain upon the earth. So she went and done. She went and done as Elijah said. She went ahead and baked him a little cake and took back to him with with some water. And then she went back and she probably looked in, that, in that, her barrel of meal and said, oh, there's still enough for another one. And looked in her, her jar of oil and says, yeah, just enough. So she bakes one for them. The next day they're hungry again, just like good Baptists are. Amen. Sometimes we don't make it all day. <laughs> That's why we have that oatmeal, little Debbie pie. <laughs> but she come back to, to, the next day to make another one. Huh. There's flour in there, meal, there's oil. The next day, there's meal, and there's oil. You can never use up the gifts of God. You cannot use more than what God can give you. Sometimes our faith gets weak, amen? And, and we all, all go through this time where... Just like Jesus told his disciples, oh, you of little faith. And one time he says, oh, you of no faith. And we go through this and we, we, we let our trust in God get weak. And that's when life goes down for us. Whenever we don't trust in God and whenever we, <coughs> whenever we think that God is not supplying our needs <coughs> and we don't listen to him, that's when life goes downhill for us. This lady was having a really, really down time until God come on the scene. And she realized she wasn't going to starve to death. But the story goes on. Elijah seems to move in with them. He's right there all the time. Her son gets sick. And as her son gets sick, and is sicker a word? Sicker? Sicker? I don't know. We didn't learn that stuff in Patoka High School. <laughs> he kept getting worse and worse and worse, and finally he died. The Bible says that the breath wasn't in him. And she began to cry out again to Elijah and say, Look, my, did you just come here so that my son would die? Why didn't you just let us starve to death and get it all over with? Kind of like the children of Israel, amen? When they were out wandering around in the wilderness, they would go to Moses every few days and said, Why did you bring us out here? Were there not enough graves in Egypt for us? 
Why, 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 why? When life gets us down. She brought him to her son to Elijah. And down in verse 17. And verse 18 says, And she said to Elijah, What have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come here to bring my son to my sins to remembrance and kill my son? And he said to her, Give me your son. And so he took him out of her arms and carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. Now, there's a lot of times, or not a lot of times, but there's a few times where God brings people back to life in the Bible. Remember Lazarus, the story of Lazarus? I want to preach on that one of these days. He came back to life. Now, did Elijah do that? No, God did. God told Elijah what to do. Laid on him three times. Now, that wasn't an early form of CPR. Because the Bible says he stretched out and laid on him. Elijah began to pray. He stretched out himself on the child three times. And cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came back and to him and he revived. So Elijah took the child, brought him down from the upper room into the house, and gave him to his mother and said, See, your son lives. How do you think mom was doing then? Huh? How do you think mom felt whenever she first handed the son over to Elijah? Her heart was broken. They go upstairs and then they come back. Elijah says, here you are. Is that an up moment for a mom? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Her life was such a roller coaster ride. Up and down, up and down. Now, verse 24, and I'm going to close. Everybody likes whenever the preacher says, and I'm going to close. But every preacher knows that he's got three more times to say that. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that you are a man of God, and the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. One of the greatest things of this story was at the very beginning, she said, The Lord, your God. But in verse 24, She says, now by this, I know. You see, by Elijah following the instructions of God, a soul was saved. She says, I know that you are a man of God, and the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. It was no longer your God, but it became My God. If you had a Christian mother, 
you had the greatest start to life that anyone could ever imagine. Today, as we celebrate Mother's Day, I think of the mothers who don't want to be a mother. We talked about the pregnancy care center. The girls that come and say, I don't want to do this. I want to get rid of this child. It's heartbreaking. It's not in God's plan. But let me tell you something. If that mother gets witness to, which the pregnancy care center does, when they counsel with them, they tell them about God and about Jesus and how much Jesus loves them. That child can have a great start if mom knows Jesus. If dad knows Jesus. You have the very best opportunity and start in life because of your mother and your dad. And us as grandparents, I kind of hate to use that term, but I've been a grandparent for a long time now. <laughs> we still have a role in our grandchildren's life seeing that they know about Jesus. Just because it's Mother's Day, don't cast out Grandma. My grandmother was, my grandma, I had a grandma and a grandmother. That's how we told them apart. <laughs> uh, most, most people say grandma so-and-so and grandma so-and-so. Well, we had grandma and grandmother. Grandma was dad's mom and grandmother was mom's mom. And I, I guess mom thought that her mother res deserved more respect. But anyway, <laughs> my grandma Barnes was a, was a big lady. And, of course, to us as, as teenagers... And, and 11 and 12-year-old kids, Grandma was old. Right? Remember? Remember? But my Grandma had the ability to make everyone feel that you, that you was special. Of course, me being, my dad was the youngest child, and I was the youngest child of her youngest child, so I knew I was special. But Grandma made us all feel that way. She would get down in, in the, in the, out in the yard and play marbles with us. and I mean, she was, she was just a great, wonderful lady. But she always made sure that we knew about Jesus. As a mother, as Mother's Day today, if you happen to be blessed with children, make sure they know about Jesus. Make sure you know about Jesus. Because the things that our parents give us here are temporary unless they give us Jesus. And that's eternal. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Are you the mom who tells your children about Jesus, brings them to church so they can learn about Jesus? Are you the dad that does that? If you are, thank you very much because you are giving them the greatest blessing and greatest present that anyone could ever have. Life's up and life's down. But when you know Jesus... He'll bring you up when you are down. He will lift you back up and give you a great life. That's the God that I serve. And I hope and pray everyone here serves the same God. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? If not, I beg of you to please 
make sure that you do it today. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, simply go to www.tbccentralia.com forward slash next. You see, here at TBCC, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.